The Myths of Selling to the Government If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to government, you're doing it wrong. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions, selling and marketing to the government for years, quite successfully, thank you. Now, here's Rick. Hello, and welcome back to Myths of Selling to Government. Our purpose is to let you know some of our hard-earned lessons of selling to government. Hope you'll get some benefit. Plus, continue to share your thoughts through the GovSelling.com website or email me at rick at GovSelling.com. Today, we continue our discussion about the Government Selling Solutions quest to find traits that top government sales performers share. To come up with the seven traits of top government sales performers, we conducted a survey of the most successful government salespeople we could find. In our last episode, we talked about four of the traits, which we like to call sales accelerators. Today, we'll cover the last three. We found the traits after 18 months of survey, study, and analysis. For a review, here are the four you'll find in episode 25. Number one, listening and value translation. That's basically the ability to listen very carefully Then take what you've heard and turn it into a strong value proposition. That's unless there is no strong value proposition to be offered, then people with this top trait are not afraid to say so. Influence over the RFP. Top performers said they consistently were able to influence the requirements of an RFP or demonstrate justification for avoiding one. As we look deeper, we found that people with this trait actually liked the structured procurement process and had the confidence to walk away when justified. Number three was tailored approach in equity. These folks are quick to customize their approach to their prospects. They don't roll over and say yes all the time. In fact, we found the opposite. They also want to make sure everyone in the process is treated fairly. And number four, Focus, sales process, and product differentiation. Salespeople scoring high in this dimension believe that prospects are usually impressed with their product knowledge. They believe they are capable, in most cases, of clearly setting their products and services apart from those of the competition. Now, let's move on to the final three. Trait number five, consultative nature. The fifth accelerator is the degree to which a salesperson practices a true consultative approach. You may recall in an earlier episode, we talked about how tough this can be in the government space. But it can be done, as proven in our survey of top sales performers. Salespeople scoring high in this dimension would label themselves true client consultants they're more likely to believe the key to successful selling is about asking the right questions. Folks with a consultative nature trait generally consider other people's feelings in their business dealings. In other words, they're empathetic. They want to know where the other person is coming from. They may not always like it, but they want to know. And here's an interesting commonality among top performers with the consultative nature trait. As much as they like hearing the other person's viewpoint, they tend to not like having a hands-on sales manager who gets into the details with them. (laughs) I sure don't. 
We think this may be because they develop complex and hard-to-describe layers of connections, needs, and stories. They're all kind of hard to understand, much less explain in a sales meeting. Good managers figure out how to keep their true consultants accountable without overly annoying them. And those of you thinking, yeah, that's me, if my boss would only get off my back, I could be a true consultant and sell more. Maybe. But you have to earn the right to avoid long explanations to your boss. That comes from hitting your numbers and building a real pipeline. We'll do some episodes on that in a few months. Though the consultative factor includes providing a tailored approach for prospects, like in trait three discussed in episode 25, there's another important element. You can develop a tailored approach that, yes, may be unique, but may not be a good fit, leading to force-fitting. Top performers with true consultative nature don't do that. They don't try to force anything. Trait six, playing the game. Ah, the game. Accelerator number six is a salesperson's genuine affinity for the sales game. Oh, the fun of digging for prospects, working with them, navigating competition, collaborating with partners, making mistakes, even dealing with all those hoops the government puts you through. Some people actually enjoy that. In fact, we found that most of the top performers like the game. They may not admit it first, but after we asked them the question in a variety of ways, we found the joy of the game. To them, it's not drudgery, it's fun, and they like to win the game. Some said that beating the competition and winning the game is actually more rewarding than the financial benefit of winning the deal. I'm one of those people. Although, that didn't keep me from coming home and bragging when a big deal closed. It took me years to figure out that coming home and bragging about a small victory in some element of the game didn't really work. My wife didn't care to hear that an RFP had been issued and words I had written ended up in the technical specs. That was fun for me, a victory. Not so much for her. The game trade is especially important in government sales because the sales cycles are so long. If you have to have a signed contract to find joy, you probably won't last long in this business. You might not be surprised to hear that we found people who really like playing the game indicated that they disagree that there's too much red tape associated with selling to the government. Yep, a bit hard to believe, but true. Now what fun would it be to play a game without rules? And number seven, extroversion and entrepreneurship. The seventh accelerator relates to a salesperson's perception of their level of extroversion and entrepreneurship. They are more likely to feel they own their territory. Now, I'm a pretty easy guy to get along with, and I do get a lot of energy from working on a team. But just try to interfere in my efforts to build my territory. I dare you. <laughs> so... There are your seven traits of government sales stars. In general, higher individual scores for each of these factors would be better. However, it should be noted that excessive leanings, even in desirable characteristics, could produce negative consequences. Each accelerator should be viewed with a sense of balance. Now, when you apply this information, 
It's wise for managers to realize there is no one cookie-cutter approach to individual success in government sales, or anything, I suppose. Differing personalities and tendencies can work effectively if applied properly. If you'd like to discuss the traits more and how they might apply to you or your organization, reach out to us via the Government Selling Solution website at govselling.com or email me at rick at govselling.com. Now go out there and be a top government sales performer. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold. Thank you.